code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% product bonus. On your first $50, it's free money. All you got to do is play through it, and it is yours, and you don't even have to do any research. Just watch these videos multiple times a week. Throw them these props and let the money roll. And got four from you today. Two from the Philly game, two from the Houston game. Before we get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the Sharpside channel so you know exactly when these videos come out. All right, let's get to my first prop here. It's a two out of three, more or less, in the Philly game. All right, so we got Embiid going for more or less than 47.5. I'm taking the less. He's currently hit under this. In five of his last six, he may have had a big game last time, and he does have the best matchup on the board of all the guys on Philly here, but it does not matter to me. A little bit too high of the number. This one's actually pretty close. Currently, RG projections have pegged around 46. I'm just going on the under slightly. It's going to be close, but I think they hits the under more likely than he hits the over. Next up, Kawhi, more or less than 45.5. I'm going with more. Kawhi, absolute beast here. Can just get lost sometimes. Tough matchup versus Philly in Philly, but does not matter to me. I'm taking them more. I haven't pegged for close to 50, if not more than 50. I know he hasn't gone over this number too often recently, but this is a spot where I think he tries to take over the game. It's going to be a close game here. He should get the minutes. I'm taking the more 45.5 because if he gets the minutes, he's going over. Because he's only averaged 27 minutes over the last four. That's why he hasn't hit. But this game projected to be close. You take the more. Last up, Simmons, more or less than 42.5. I'm going with the more. Hit it in three straight. Again, close game. Tough matchup. But Simmons should be able to get inside, should be able to get over this number here. I like it a lot. I haven't pegged for close to 46, so 42.5, a little bit too low of a number. All right, next up, we have my second prop. It's a 2 out of 3 rapid fire in the Philly game. All right, so we got Kawhi versus Embiid. I have Kawhi pegged for more points than Embiid straight up, so makes it a really easy decision. You're getting 2.5 here with Kawhi. Again, he's going to have the minutes. It's going to be a close game in all likelihood. If it blows out, then it's probably going to be the Clippers, even though Philly is a great team at home. But in any case, Kawhi, better overall play than Embiid, in my opinion. And he's getting two and a half points. Just simple logic. Next up, Simmons going up against George. Simmons giving up three and a half. That's way too low of a number. I got Simmons pegged high 40s, mid 40s. I got George high 30s. So getting... Three and a half points for George is clearly not going to cut it. With Embiid and everyone else in the game, usage going down. He could have a smash spot, but more than likely, he's just got acquiesce to Kawhi and everyone else doing something. They'll be involved in the game, but he's not going to get close to what Simmons is going to do. You take Simmons. Last up, Harris versus Horford. Harris, been very inconsistently inconsistent recently. Horford, been just horrible recently. Harris is by far the better play here. Over the last five games, has a few games in the high teens, a few games in the 40s, but Horford has just been sticking right around the same low number almost every single game consistently. High teens, low 20s, not great recently. Not a good matchup for either of them going up against the Clippers, but Harris only giving up one and a half. Way too low of a number when I haven't pegged for around five more points. All right, next up, we have my third prop. It's a two out of three more or less in the Houston game. All right, so Harden, more or less than 55.5. This one's a tough one. I haven't pegged for around 57, 58. It's a tough matchup going up against Boston. Still going to be decently high scoring because this is Houston. But more likely than not, Harden hits the more. We also have Westbrook there at the bottom. Skipping over Tatum for now. But he is absolutely going for more than 47.5. He's been on a tear recently. He's been over this number in, what, eight of his last nine? Nine of his last ten? 
Westbrook has completely changed. He's been stopped shooting behind the arc. He's been driving to the hoop. With Capella gone, the usage goes up like crazy. The rebounding numbers go up. Everything kind of hits for him. He's been taking close to 30 shots per game. He drives to the bucket, and either he goes for it or he dishes it out. Irving Goffin's for him right now, 47.5, way too low of a number. It's automatically going to hit, but if it doesn't, that means that Harden automatically hits. There's a good shot that both of them hit, but more likely than not, Westbrook will hit and Harden will probably hit. Last up, Tatum, more or less than 38.5. I know that everyone's playing here for Boston today. I know that takes a little bit of hit to Tatum's production. Brown may be out, looking like he's probably going to play right now, but 38.5 going up against Houston. Great spot for him. High pace game, high scoring game. I haven't pegged for over 40, so 38.5 is way too low of a number. You take the over. All right, last up, we have my last problem of the night. Before I get to that, again, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the Sharpset channel so you know exactly when these videos come out. But let's get to my last problem of the night. It is a two out of three rapid fire in the Houston. All right, so we got Tatum going up against Harden. This one was tough. This one was pretty close. But 16.5 is a massive number. I know it's going up against Harden. Harden could go for 80. But Tatum getting 16.5, I think more often than not, Tatum ends up winning this part of the prop here. Real simple. It's a big number. You go with him. Next up, Westbrook versus Walker. I know that 16.5 was a big number. 10.5, less big. And also on top of that, Westbrook just consistently hitting over 50. Over and over again. Has upside for 60. Has upside for 70. But consistently hitting over 50 every single game. And Walker, he has to get over 40. I know it's a good matchup going against Houston. I have pegged for under 40. Westbrook, you have the consistency. Walker can disappear at any given time, even in a matchup like this where he's just probably going to be chucking. Don't care. 10.5, too low of a number for me. I'm taking Westbrook. Last up, Hayward versus Brown. Obviously, if Brown doesn't end up playing, there's no blood on this prop here, but he might be a little bit hindered with his angle if he does end up playing. They said there's a good shot that he does end up playing, but Maybe he's limited. A whole bunch of different things that can happen. And in any case, I have Hayward pegged for more points than Brown if Brown was at full health. So Hayward getting a half point. I really like it. I'm rolling with Hayward. You should too. Just take it and move on. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll be back again tomorrow giving you some more basketball props. And also, I believe Stevie's doing some NASCAR props. So check out his Monkey Knife Fight stuff. I'm out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
going on, everybody? Welcome to the Roto Grinders NBA Strategy Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with my buddy, Kirk Dees. Kirk, how's it going over there, my man? Doing well, doing well. Had a good slate yesterday um, on uh, both sites, so uh means I'm probably going to have a rough night tonight. Listen, man, uh, I had a great night last night, but I'm here to bounce back, right? And uh, last week was good for me, so I, I can't complain. Uh, the last time I did two shows, it's done. it's gone pretty well, so back for another show. Uh, ready to rock tonight and ready to crush it. Guys, if you're watching over here on the Rotor Grinders videos tab, all you got to do is hit refresh. If you got the Discord chat up, uh, hit refresh, and the YouTube chat will pop up for you guys. Also, wanted to mention, if you guys could, Hit the like and subscribe for us. We would really, really appreciate it if we get 200 likes here on the Grinders Live show. You know what you get? You get the PGA show absolutely free with Notorious, STL Cards, uh, with, with Drew Matthews. It's a great show. I listen to it every week when I do PGA. Uh, it's worth listening to. So, guys, check that thing out. Also wanted to mention we have this Sharp Side Street contest going on over here. If you guys could, you know, jump on in. Download SharpSide. It's an awesome, awesome product. All you got to do is swipe right and left on bets that are minus 140 or below and hit the lock button if you do and you get five bets. You then get $10 for every single bet that you get right for your lock streak. Once you get to 10 uh, streaks in a row, you get $20 per bet and it goes up, up, up and you can get up to $1,400 absolutely free. So guys, please download the SharpSide app. Uh, We also have the FanDuel single entry series contest going on. It's $5 to play over on FanDuel. Uh, Kirk Dees, I don't know if you play that too much or have played it in the past, but uh, what do you think of the single entry series contest? Oh, it's great, man. You know, you get uh, extra equity with RG and uh, you go, you you try to make some money in that thing. Yep. I have the leaderboard up right here right now. Last week, uh, King Andrew, he he ended up winning and we're in week two now, guys. So you can still jump on in. Uh, The winner right now is... uh, and I think that's Dune Sanity. He, he's up there to 431 on Monday. So, guys, check that out. Uh, I'll drop it, too, on the YouTube chat so you guys can check out the leaderboard. Uh, it's an awesome thing that we got going on over here on Roto-Grinders. So, guys, check that thing out. It's absolutely awesome. Also going on over here, we have DFS accounting. It's that time of year, right? Uh, the All-Star break is coming, Chris, so we got to start doing our account and getting that taken care of because when NBA and baseball season's going on in April, that's not the time to do it. The best time to do it is for the NBA All-Star break. So if you want some money in DFS, you can check that out over in the forums. Uh, guys, jump in there if you want to get your accounting stuff done. Uh, check that out. Like I said, the NBA All-Star break is a good time to do it. Uh, Chris, what do you think about this slate? Give the people a little bit of overview of what you're thinking with this five-game right here. Oh man. Um, I mean, it's kind of a nice slate for a five gamer. Um, I like smaller slates personally, so I enjoy this. Plus we got some good games. We've got the bulls wizards, which, um, certainly has a lot of fantasy goodness in it. And, uh, the blazers pelicans, same, same story there. And then we get a, got a nice little narrative play that may be a little bit under owned than what I was expecting. We'll see how it turns out. Um, within the uh, the game that no one's going to want to play much of the the 76ers Clippers, but uh, I, I like this slate a lot. Yeah, I like this slate a lot too. Uh, definitely want to dive deeper into it. Gizman says in the chat, he says nine in a row on the sharp side app that pays for premium, guys. So uh, a great way to end up paying for your premium on the sharp side app. 
good call over there, Yisman. But listen, let's jump on in, Chris, and let's talk about the game of the night. And uh, I was kind of looking at the slate and trying to figure out what the game was. And uh, Chicago-Washington popped up as a game for me that I, I was thinking we should maybe kick it off with. But I ended up settling on the Pelicans and Portland. And the uh, reason why is this is, again, uh, the highest total on the slate at 240. And uh, if you run all the uh, you know projections and the uh, optimals out there, I don't know what uh, projection you have, but the balls, the, uh, the hoop. I don't know which projection your model you're using, uh, Chris, but uh, listen, this is the game where a lot of the players are popping. So kick us off. Uh, who are some of your favorite plays in this game? Um, in this game. So first of all, just a big picture overview. This is a phenomenal game to target, right? We've got a close spread. We've got the Blazers who are, you know, definitely have a lot of scoring options and don't, you know, play very good defense at all. Um, it's 25th and or 26th in uh, defensive rating. Then you've got uh, Pelicans who play extremely fast. So you get the pace up spot for the Blazers, and then you get also a terrible defensive team, 23rd in defensive rating. Um, just every metric across the board looks pretty good. You get uh, Blazers are 20th in opponent blocks per game. Pelicans are 28th in opponent steals per game. So there's just they both don't defend the three-point line that well. Um, Blazers are certainly worse. So there's just a lot of different angles to go at here. And then also um, we have potentially Ingram being out, uh, Brandon, who I, I don't think is going to play personally. But uh, I don't know if you have a take on that. Yeah, I personally don't think they'll end up playing Ingram, and I'm hoping they don't end up playing Ingram. And uh, that leads into uh, some good conversation here. I pulled up the usage rates on, on this situation with Court IQ. I don't know how much you've dug into it. And again, the sample's kind of small, but uh, I thought it was worth bringing up. So I took Brandon Ingram off the court. I uh, don't think I need to take anyone else. Am I missing anyone, Chris, or is that good? Just Ingram? Yeah, just Ingram. Yeah, so just Ingram. And what we had here when I did that was we had Zion pop up. And it's an 80-minute sample, which I don't think is enough, uh, but figured it's worth bringing up and talking about here. We got a 1.65 fantasy point per minute, a 35% usage for a guy like Zion. And he gets a boost of of plus 7.3% usage, which is massive. The other guys who get a bump, you get Drew Holiday gets a 4.5% bump with a plus 0.07 fantasy point per minute. And uh, you get the 30.4% usage rate for him and 1.2 fantasy points. So those are my two favorite targets, right? Well, well, you're missing one key one here. Which one? Um, If if you put uh, Zion on the floor – and you put, you know, take Ingram off like we're doing, and you look at Lonzo Ball's assist rate, it just skyrockets. And he averages um, an, an additional point, you know, half a point fantasy point per minute, which is a huge boost to Lonzo. So if Ingram's out, Lonzo, Lonzo is an awesome play tonight. So tell me, while you do that, uh, we also got some news. I'll just mention it now. Uh, Wagner and or Wagner, Mo Wagner and uh, Hachimura, they're going to have their minutes managed uh, on the back-to-back for the Wizards tonight. So uh, don't know what the exact minutes number will be, but check that out. Uh, while we're here, you're talking about Lonzo Ball, and we talked about the sharp side app a little bit. I believe he's your lock of the night. So tell the people what your sharp side lock is. Well, I took uh, Lonzo over seven and a half assists um, tonight. I like him to – potentially get it even if Ingram plays with a a hobbled ankle, but it's just a lock if Ingram doesn't play and I don't think he's playing. So I wanted to lock that in. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I took advantage. I did an article today. Uh, I wrote up a Zion prop that I thought was a good call, but uh, my lock was uh, Jalen Brown today. Uh, I like Jalen Brown in this spot. I could see a lot of small ball lineups here against the Rockets, right? Uh, The Celtics are okay not playing as much uh, of those big uh, lineups at the center. I could see them easily going small a ton, and I think Jalen... Uh, Jalen Brown gets a real nice rebound boost here in this spot. So at uh, five and a half rebounds, I ended up taking the over and made that 
side lock at around minus i think i got it at minus 129 which is always good to get those ones that are closest to the minus 140 right uh that's a more favorable bet so thought that was pretty good over there but yeah you make good calls on lonzo ball if we pull him up here he's got a 7.3k price tag and over on family is a really nice price i think he's about 6.7 and his percentage owned is only three percent chris uh how good of a play is that in tournaments Oh, I think he's a great uh, GBP play, um, especially on such a, f- a five-game slate and a game that we expect to be really, you know, probably the goldmine game of the night here on the slate. So uh, if you're going to get um, a guy who sees boosts like that and uh, is capable of just doing everything, really, he's, you know, racking up uh, defensive stats. Um, you know, he's actually hitting some threes this season. Um, we won't go into it whether I think he's really a good player or not. I know Bobby Bobby Fye's watching uh, – we might disagree on some of this stuff, but uh, I think he's a great DFS play tonight. Yeah, I'm with you on that. R- real quick, I wanted to pull up Zion. Again, we all know he's a good play. He's popping in all the projection models, but I want to pull up uh, w- what's been going on with his usage. I don't know how much you watched the Milwaukee game when, when they played. Dude, his usage was absolutely insane uh, at, at a 38.78%. And then when Ingram was out, he ended up having a 29% usage rate. Uh, he's been getting nice little bumps here. And obviously the minutes uh, have been good too. So Zion, again, he's going to be a guy I look at. But Drew is the guy I love here in this spot. And again, he's only 4% owned. I should probably do an update uh, and, and see. I don't think I've refreshed this. So I refresh the page now, and we'll see what we end up getting here on the numbers on these guys. We got Ball. He's still at 3%. And Drew, we got him at, let's see, 4%. And the smash percentage is at 20 But I, I think if you have no Ingram, I think this is an absolute smash spot for him. I think he could be... He could crush a ton. If you saw the game where Ingram was out and Zion, he had a 41% usage rate and ended up putting up 61 fantasy points. I was all over him on this weekend. He helped me win a a good chunk of money. Uh, I'm going to jump on him again if Ingram ends up being out. Obviously, Zion out helped him a ton, but I still think at that price tag, Drew is a really good play against a Portland team that is terrible on defense. Uh, Any other Pelican plays that you have some interest in? Could a Josh Hart slide in as an interesting play? He's someone I think you could consider, or a J.J. Redick. Obviously, there's some shot attempts to go around for Ingram. What's your take on some of those guys besides, uh, you know, Drew, Ball, and Williamson? What about those uh, smaller plays like Hart, Favors, and Redick? Um, Well, I'll touch on those in a second. I just want to reiterate a couple things here. So um, I expect Zion to have a great game this game um, if Ingram's out. I know he's, you know, hasn't hasn't been, you know – lived up to expectations lately from a DFS standpoint. But like you said, the usage is there. But really the, the key is is the the weak spot on the Blazers, right, on, on how you attack this team, and everybody does it. There's two spots that they're just completely vulnerable in. Uh, one is Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony at the power forward. And you see that. That's why the Blazers are 27th in DVP. There's tons of met, every metric. They're, they're terrible for rebounding against uh, power forward, just everything. So – Zion should be able to get have his way if they get the ball to him. And then the other weak spot is CJ McCollum. Um, so they'll definitely be doing, you know, setting picks and trying to exploit those matchups to get, you know, people put on to whoever they want, put on to McCollum or Anthony, and that's where they're going to go. And um, it's, it's just a goldmine. So Zion is awesome. Um, I do like holiday cause that, you know, McCollum will probably be guarding him there, but um from the the cheap fringer play, fringier plays, I mean, you could play Josh Hart. Um, I'm not going to get into Redick uh, tonight. Uh, maybe Gary Trent Jr. So one thing they're using Trent a lot more minutes, and it's kind of eating into CJ. And it's it, the thing I'm, I could go both ways with this because Trent's minutes are definitely trending up, and they're also using him for defensive purposes. And you know, CJ has run bad in a couple games, got into foul trouble. Um, but when they need defensive stops, he's on the floor now. And um, 
but I think they're going to need a lot of scoring in this fast-paced game. And CJ is definitely the the, the preferred option for scoring. They'll they'll definitely share the court at times too. But um, Gary Trent is kind of interesting. Yeah, one thing you brought up about the uh, matchup, and I pulled up the defense versus archetype tool. You can see how good of a spot this is for these guys. And you mentioned Zion, right? He gets all these boosts. He gets a, a shot attempts boost at 14%. He gets a rebound boost at 28%. You would think a guy like Whiteside could maybe, uh, you know, be a guy that could cause some problems, but he's just a versatile forward, and that's going to give some problems to a guy like Whiteside. So love those calls on him, like you said. And again, re- rebound rates. Uh, Jalen Brown, the guy I like for the rebounds, he gets a boost. Forgot to mention that, 25%. So that's one reason why I like that as my sharp side lock. But let's Let's go back and talk about CJ McCollum and uh, Gary Trent. So if you're playing tournaments tonight, you talk about this new situation and uh, I agree with you on the Trent and McCollum thing. If you were playing both of those guys, would you make sure in the lineup builder not to have them on separate teams? If you were getting a share of both, make sure they're on separate teams so you can't have them together. Typically. Yes. The fact that tonight's um, a five game slate, I'd be less likely to do it. Um, they definitely, I mean, cause there is, paths where they share a bunch of court time together, but there's also paths where they eat into each other. So that's kind of if, I mean, I'm, I'm fine either way. Um, but, uh, I guess I would lean probably towards making a rule, um, to have one or the other, but I think it's less important tonight because of the slate, but I just want to give a shout out to my man, Vince Rodimer in chat who, uh, Bobby just wrote, uh, Zion unlock, uh, unlocks the ball. And then the and then uh, Vince said, only thing Zion unlocks is a fridge. So shout out to that comment right there. That was pretty funny. Yeah, you're uh, you're not wrong about that. Uh, man, he, he's going to have to lose some weight. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. I don't know how his knees are going to be able to take that beating, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, didn't want to. We got Drew Matthews in chat. And again, if you guys hit that like and subscribe today, you know what you get to see? You get to see Drew Matthews for free with the RG Show with Notorious SDL cards. So guys, we are at 80 likes right now. Uh, we need 120 more. So. Uh, hit us with those. Get us to 200 likes. We would appreciate that. Let's talk about Dalla Dame, man. Uh, the guy who's been smashing every single day. He just doesn't stop. Uh, people still don't play him. But every game, it's like 50 fantasy points. Sometimes it's 50 real life points. Um, what do you think about Damian Lillard tonight? I think on FanDuel, he's way too cheap and an absolute lock. DK at 10.3K. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, FanDuel absolute smash play DK. It's just, you know, straight GBP. He looks like a bad play, at least from a medium projection standpoint. Now, granted that's not taken into consideration this incredible hot streak because it never does. But um, anyways, uh, I'm probably fading him just because, I mean, you got other, I guess he's a good pivot off of Westbrook chalk, um, but I still like Westbrook more um, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm, I'd probably lean towards playing some more CJ tonight than Dame. Yeah. Why, why is that? Do you worry about the Drew Holiday defense? I mean, we saw that in the postseason back with the Rondo and uh, Drew Holiday. They just like doubled them up. Obviously, there's no Rondo there, but uh, I, I do think that Drew Holiday could cause some fits to Dame. But Dame is at a point where he just can't stop, man. Not even our buddy CSM Maniac can stop him. Uh, he's, I mean, uh, it's crushing. He's, he is he is going nuts. And he's just, if he's on, he's just going to light it up. And he's been extremely aggressive. The thing that's been frustrating is Dame has always been capable of doing this and just has laid back in so many games. It's great to see him finally like going full throttle um, all season. But um, yeah, I think the, they, they do have like, even though they rank terribly against uh, the point guard and shooting guard positions on uh, the Pelicans from like a DVP standpoint, they do have two, you know, annoying defenders with uh, Lonzo who's capable of sticking with him and uh holiday. And so there's going to be a lot of doubling um, and whatnot. And then there's just easier paths, right? Like, so 
to take advantage of. So I just, I think this will be kind of, I'm, I'm not super high on Dame in this game. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll definitely have some exposure. Don't know how much, but uh, these prices on some of these other guys are pretty good, right? Uh, 8.1 K is still pretty good for Hassan Whiteside. I love anyone going up against the Pelicans for uh, rebounds. He should absolutely smash. And his usage has been pretty good. I was a little worried about him in matchups against Utah and whatnot, but you know, he's shown that the usage is just there. He's been pretty solid overall. Uh, I can't complain with the numbers he's putting up. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely in on looking at, uh, you know, going to a guy like a white side. I think he's one of the stronger options that I'll be looking to get exposure to. And he's about 27% owned uh, CJ McCollum. I think you brought up some good points on too. I think he's someone that I'm definitely, uh, definitely, definitely considering and going to get some exposure to uh, any interest in mellow. He's a guy I've really just written off completely. I don't love him. Uh, the usage has been down a bit. And I think Trevor Ariza has caused some problems for him. I'd much rather play a Trevor Ariza at 10% than a Carmelo Anthony at 20%. How about you? Um, yeah, keep taking advantage of Trevor Ariza. Now, I understand that last game was a little bit fluky, but the thing that projections aren't taking into consideration and is, is this is his role, the amount of minutes that he's going to be playing. He's locked into massive minutes. He's capable of playing massive minutes. They need him to play massive minutes. So these like high upper 30 minutes games are not a fluke with him. Um, now, the production and steals and what he went did last game um, – you know, that, that was nice, but like, that shouldn't be expected. And plus he was coming off of the, off, off of the ejection. I, I, I like to play players after they got ejected the, the game before. I feel like they're more focused, but um, I lo- I like Ariza. I think Mello is definitely trending down. However, Mello is really cheap tonight on DraftKings. So I, I kind of get the play. It's not, he's not a priority by any means. I just don't think he's a, a terrible play. I think he's yeah. going to see a decent amount of, amount of minutes. And if you're, if I'm expecting Dame to have a little, you know, more trouble than usual, then he's probably going to, you know, capitalize on some of those shots. Yeah. I think the thing, again, he's like, he's got a 30% smash percentage here. I mean, he is a good value. Like I don't want to overlook that. And he could end up in my cash game on, on DraftKings, probably not Vandal, but I could see him ending up. And if he ends up being like a last guy in, it's the matchup, right? The 240 total. I wouldn't hate it. And he's a guy that's not afraid to shoot, but he's not my favorite play in the world in this game. So um, anything else you want to talk about in this game, Chris? Uh, is this a game we can load up on and stack uh, in your 150 lines? Would you make sure to have at least one Pelican? and one uh and one portland trailblazer what's your final thoughts on this game i mean i love the game i wouldn't i would let my projections and how much i like players decide that i wouldn't make a rule saying i have to have it um players from this game but uh um i like i said i really like lonzo i really like zion um i like cj mccollum to have a nice bounce back game tonight Yep, with you on that, like the CJ McCollum call. Uh, before we move on to talk about the Situation Room and talk about some injuries, guys, we're at 98 likes. Please hit that like for us. We really, really appreciate it. You get the free golf video tonight. Uh, that would be appreciated if you guys hit that like. We will give you that for free if we get 200 likes, so 102 away, guys. That is all we need. Let's head on over, though. Let's go to the Situation Room and talk about the biggest injury news of the night, and that is DeMar DeRozan. Uh, that is going to be super important. Obviously, he's doubtful. We're not expecting him to be in. Uh, Chris, I'm going to pull up some of the San Antonio usage and break it down for you real quick. And then you can tell me your thoughts on it. But listen, we got, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge gets a massive boost. He will have a 30.1% usage with DeMar DeRozan off the court. He has sees 1.37 fantasy points per minute. And if you look, he gets the biggest boost at plus 0.6. How many minutes of a sample are we dealing with? Uh, it's a pretty good mi- uh, minute sample for a guy like Aldridge. It's 238 minutes. So I think that's okay. pretty fair. That's in the, just this season. I don't know if you want me to pull up last season's data, but uh, it seems like it's pretty good for this season's data. Okay, just checking. Um, I think it's 
I think he's an obvious play, right? He's going to, he's going to have all the usage he can handle. They're going to need scoring. He's going to be the, the first option uh, for scoring. So he's an easy play tonight, yeah, especially so, on DraftKings. He's so cheap. Yeah. So if you're playing 150 lineups or 50 lineups, whatever you're playing, how would you approach him? Uh, let's see his ownership. We have today. It, he's a core play by means. for obvious reasons, he's 49% owned. How would you approach it? I mean, he's a guy, if I was running 50 lineups today, I'd probably lock him and just not care. Um, do you see a spot where we get leverage instead that you'd rather go to? Is it Trey Lyles a leverage play you could make? Uh, what's your thoughts on how you'd approach him in playing, you know, multiple lineups and in tournaments? Um, I mean, I like him, so I, I would play him and I would play him hard. Um, now, the thing to not to like is the matchup. OKC is just a stringy, uh, stingy defense in general. So this overall game environment isn't isn't the best. Um, 218 point total. The Spurs are, are bad defensively, but OKC is just so good defensively. The only spot they really somewhat give up some production to is uh, the point guard position and the, the center position. So Aldridge will will likely play a little bit um, up on the floor as a center, but uh, some pivots there are. I don't really know. Like, um, I mean, I love Zion. So like, I mean, that's an obvious pivot. Well, well here's um, a great question in chat. Ty Miller says Zion or Aldridge. You got to pick one. Uh, which would you go to? I would probably lean Aldridge. And I don't think you're getting enough leverage going as Zion because their ownership percentages are very similar, but I would lean Aldridge, but it's not too, it's not hard. How about you? Yeah, I'd probably just play both to be honest. Um, I don't if Ingram's if Ingram's out, but uh, I do like Trey Lyles a lot. Um, so Trey Lyles can score. He's not the greatest basketball player, but he can score, and they're going to need scoring in this game. If you think about his matchup too, he's probably going to going to play some t- uh, see some Gallo defense on him, and got you know. So that's like a matchup where he can definitely keep up with and. Um, it helps you to avoid like, so there's going to be a lot of chalk in this game and, you know, everyone's deciding on whether to play DeJounte Murray, uh, Derek White, Patty Mills, uh, Bryn Forbes, uh, Lonnie Walker. All these guys are going to be, have a decent amount of ownership, but it's, if you're playing roulette with these guys, especially on a back to back with pop, right? So a simple way to avoid that is to just, you know, feed Trey Lyles in your lineups. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think Lyles could be a, a good pivot off of Aldridge. Uh, you know, he dropped 43 fantasy points the other day. Uh, listen, uh, if you say he doesn't have a ceiling, uh, I, I got a game here recently that happened uh, against Portland that he could. Uh, obviously, Portland's a lot different than the Thunder, though. So that is worth looking at. Um, you mentioned, uh, let's talk about some of the guards here, right? Uh, I like Patty Mills. He's a guy that I think gets a nice little bump here. If you look at the sample, it's 573 minutes. Uh, he sees a 23.5% usage. He sees about uh, 0.98 fantasy points per minute, and he gets a bump of plus 3.8%. Derek White sees a little bit of a boost at, at 2.3. Then Murray sees a 2.1%, but my worry with Murray is he saw a ton of minutes last night. He's on the second end of a back-to-back. So that's one thing I'm kind of debating. Uh, do I worry about Murray's limits uh, or minutes? Could he be a little little limited? Right now, I kind of lean Patty Mills is my favorite guy on DraftKings, and then Murray I like I prefer on FanDuel based on the prices. But how about you? How are you approaching all these guards today on the Spurs? I mean, Lonnie Walker is really cheap. So, like, I mean, it's if you expect, you know, so if you expect Murray to be limited, I mean, the most obvious play would then be Derek White, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, Lonnie Walker's like the chalk too, right? Everyone's talking about him, uh, and I didn't mention him, but he, he's a guy I'm definitely going to look at. And if you see the usage has been up too for Derek White, like he had a 35.86% usage against Denver. I mean, that's a pretty high usage rate for a guy like White at 4, 4K. 
Um, so, and that was the last game DeRozan was out. So I think that Derek White call is really good. And if you look at the ownership, I mean, he's, he's getting 13% to compare to a guy like Murray who's at 17. Uh, we got Lonnie Walker, right? He's at 43%. Um, I know he's 3K, but White might be a better player than Lonnie Walker, but 3K is a really nice price tag. And he's definitely a chalky option I'm considering. Uh, how about and you as, as a tournament guy? As for, as, yeah, sure. I think he, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we'd have to ask McLovin. But um, you know he's Very he's true. he's min price and this is this is a spot, but it wouldn't you know, and he's got great hair, so it's it's great to great to root for the guy, and he can ball, he can ball, and he can score. Um, now, Patty Mills, I'm so there's a guy in uh, RG uh, Discord, uh, premium Discord. Uh, I think his name is Sylvester, and he is the Pat the self proclaimed uh, Patty mills whisperer and has an impeccable track record calling his uh big games and he said tonight is the definite patty mills spot all right man, man. you gotta listen you gotta jump in the rotor grinders discord uh you know we got people talking uh tons of good stuff in there guys so uh listen jump on in the rotor grinders discord and uh our boy sylvester he can tell you when it's patty mills day right and uh you know that's not an easy thing to do so uh, i'll definitely be looking at some patty mills uh, what else do you want to look at here, Chris, with this situation? A- any other guys really pop out to you that you have any interest in on the Spurs that you want to discuss? Um, maybe Pirtle gets some extra men. Maybe Pirtle draws the this, this start. What do you think they're going to do for a starting lineup here? Yeah, that's actually a pretty good question. Um, I-, I could see them going the Aldridge-Lyles um, Aldridge Lyles route as the big man, but I, I could see Pirtle could obviously happen. It's pop. I mean, they, they were, they were starting him for a while. So um, it wouldn't shock me at all. If he, uh, if he becomes a uh, starter and then he would get extra minutes because of that. So um, yeah, and let, with let, the, let eight, eight, I think here in RG, we have uh, our, our projected lineup is Murray Forbes, uh, Walker Lyles and Aldridge. So uh, yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking was possibly going to happen. Um, the Forbes thing, I don't know what to do with him. He's kind of a frustrating roster. Um, I know RG called him like not too long ago, maybe like three weeks ago. They, they were pretty spot on with him and they don't love him today at 3.5 K, but, uh, any interest in Forbes as a guard? I mean, all of his production comes from, from lighting it up at the three point line and OKC ranks sixth and uh, opponent made threes per game. Uh, he'll probably match up with, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's a great defender with a uh, wingspan that is really annoying. So, um, I would fade uh, Forbes, and maybe maybe that makes more sense for a guy like Patty Mills who comes in and sees like a, a better matchups um, in the the second unit matched up with Schroeder, um, someone like that. So that would be the case there. So I think Forbes is a. I mean, he could get there, but I, I'm I'm not interested. Yeah, I, I'm not too interested either. He's not a guy I'm loading up on. Uh, we could probably move from this situation and, and look at some other spots in the situation room today. I lost my tab on it, so I'm trying to find it now. Here we go. We talked about Ingram a little bit. Uh, let, let's let's pivot over and talk about the Patrick Beverly spot with these Clippers and, and what you'd want to exactly do there. Um, you know, I'm not exactly so interested in this Clippers team here. Um, I do think there's some decent price tags, right? AK is still pretty good for a guy like a Paul George. Uh, Marcus Morris is now though there. I don't know how much that's going to affect it. He had a pretty good game overall, but um, who are you interested in here on the Clippers side? Any interest in the Lou Williams revenge game against the Sixers? Uh, I don't see a ton of love on the Clippers side, but curious your thoughts. Yeah. Lou back in Philly. Um, Lou could probably have a decent game here. Um, I mean, obviously, so Paul in a, in a nationally televised game, the number one play here is Embiid, no matter what, right? It's, it's this, that's the mat, the matchup dictates it. Um, he's also had a really strong, he's played really well in the last couple of games. 
although he didn't, you know, finish out the second half um, after getting a neck neck cramps or something. Um, anyways, Shaq just annihilated this guy on TNT the other night. Amazing. And you know Embiid listens to every word of that. And he already went through this situation once and came out and had his best game of the season um, at the last time this happened. And I fully expect him to do it again tonight. And the matchup dictates that the Clippers are 22nd in DVP versus the center position. They give up their about league average and opponent blocks per game, which is, you know, good for their standards. Um, opponent steals 25th. So there's steals to be had too. Um, it's just, Embiid is just, I would prioritize getting this guy in your lineups tonight. And that's, that's the stroll down narrative street that we can go to. Yeah, listen, uh, you've been calling the big men pretty well lately. You called the Julius Randle game the other day when I was listening on RG. You called a pretty big game, and I think he had over 45 fantasy points or 50. He had a big game. I remember seeing you call that one. And I think you're spot on here with a guy like Joel Embiid. Again, 9.1K is way too cheap. Sure, he was 8.5 the other day, but 9.1 is a crazy price tag for a guy like Embiid. Uh, I'd be sure to get a lot of him in tournaments. I think he's a really good play. Could be a nice pivot off of some of the center options. Let's look at some of the ownerships on centers today and see what we're looking at. Obviously, Aldridge at 49% is the highest owned. Then we got Zion at 30, Whiteside at 20. I mean, there's some good opportunity here with Embiid. So I like that call from you there. Uh, any interest in Horford on the Sixer side? Again, uh, if you don't think Embiid has a big game, one of these centers would probably go pretty big. Uh, again, I think Embiid's going to have a big game, and you do too. Is there any interest in Horford as a possible option in tournaments? Man, he's just been so bad. I just don't see it. I just think his, his, his role is just so diminished, especially if I'm expecting Embiid to have a massive game. I guess if I'm not playing Embiid, I wouldn't mind playing some Horford, um, you know, that, that kind of a situation. But – I just feel so strongly that Embiid is going to be such a usage monster in this game that uh, I wouldn't play Horford. Um, I do. I, I meant to say before, I mean, I do like Paul George, right? Like he's still kind of priced decently that, you know, he's, you probably can give him an uptick in minutes in a competitive game here. Um, nationally televised. Just, I think he's about to, you know, really break out. Yeah, I like Paul George. I think that's a great call. Love maybe running your Embiid and Paul George teams back together. I think that's a good way to do that in your script over here on the lineup HQ. Uh, and one thing to note, it's a national TV game, and you get longer rests, right, the longer timeouts. That helps these guys out a bit. So, um, yeah, I think Paul George is probably my favorite clipper. I did want to bring up someone on the opposite side on the Sixers that uh, you brought up Paul George and Kawhi, right? They both have really good defensive numbers, right? They're, they're some of the best defenders in the league. And they're going to be going up against a guy like Ben Simmons. And I think Ben Simmons makes sense against teams that really aren't good down low because he can drive to the hoop. But the problem is, can he drive to the hoop with guys like Kawhi and Paul George covering him? I think they can just get in his way too much. And that could lead to Simmons passing more. I don't love Simmons in this spot. I get he's got a pretty good projection over here. Um, but at 8.6K, I think there's better plays. What about you? I don't mind them. So the Clippers give up a ton of steals, uh, 25th in opponent's steals. Um, Simmons just seems to get there. Like, anyway, he's going to grind his way there somehow. So um, he would be the the other guy that I would be interested in um, besides Embiid. Obviously, I'm prioritizing Embiid, so I probably won't play much Simmons tonight. But um, if I don't, you know, if I'm probably not game stacking, just because of pricing dictates, you can't. it's going to be hard to fit like Paul George, Embiid, and Simmons all in the same lineup. But um, I guess you could could do it. But uh, Simmons would be my number two play. Um, I think like guys like Tobias, I'm probably not that interested in because I think like Paul George could completely lock him up. He was very timid in the last game. He was doing really well when like 
when someone when some of these guys were out. Now that the they're going to have a deeper bench unit with uh, all these guys that they just picked up um, back in play and going to be playing, we'll see. Probably going to see some Alec Burks for the night for the first time. But um, I just think that Harris probably a little bit overpriced. Yep, kind of agree with you on that. Uh, even though it's a revenge game, I'm kind of with you. You talked about some of the bench guys. Uh, your boy Thibel, right? You talked about steals. He's 3K. I don't think you can go to it, but is it a tournament play maybe you could take advantage of? Uh, figured I'd throw that your way as a, as a deep, dark tournament guy that you can maybe look at. What's your thoughts? I recommended him one other time, and he bombed, so I fouled trouble. So I'm going to going to uh, lay low on this one yeah we also don't know with like the situation with burks and, and glenn robinson right how those rotations are going to work and i think it's worth uh mentioning right maybe stay away from some of these guys uh you know don't chase the ferkman Corkmaz massive game uh right the he had 48 fantasy points in 52 uh i don't think it's a, a, the time to chase it here uh how about you yeah no yeah I, i'm with you on that i think some people will roster him because they'll just be game log chasing and, and they'll be just paying the rake in my opinion so uh yeah i am with you on that I think that's enough for that game. Uh, let, let's mention a game that you kind of talked about, a situation that I think is important, right? Uh, we got tagged as a core play. We have Zach Levine, right? Uh, and again, he's a guy that's gaining a ton of ownership. And uh, there's obviously some pivots there, a 35% own, but in an amazing spot against Washington. Uh, Zach Levine, what are you doing with him? Because again, he's a guy that's going to get a ton of ownership. And I think there could be some pivots at the top that you could look at. But uh, he's a guy I think I want to go overweight on because Levine in this type of matchup against Washington with a 230 total, really close spread. I think this is just such a good spot. I want to be overweight on Zach Levine in tournaments. How about you? Yeah, so I called the Levine fade when he was massive chalk um, that night when uh, I said Randall was a better player than Levine. Um, and uh, that made a lot of sense because there was a lot of defenders that, you know, there was just no options on uh, the Chicago offense. And there was, you know, the, the Pelicans had a bunch of defensive options to to double team, double them and uh, make life hard for him. Like we, we said before with uh, Drew Holiday and uh, Lonzo Bell. Um, so tonight is a different story. You know, now, especially now that like Gary Payton isn't getting any run. Like I don't, I think this is a completely different situation. This is Washington, massive pace up spot. Um, I, I, I don't, they don't care about playing defense, right? Like they're just all about pushing and scoring, pushing and scoring. Levine is going to go right back at him tonight and going to put up a monster game in my opinion. So I think he's awesome chalk tonight. Um, and, uh, I would be overweight. Yep. I'm with you on that real quick. Let's do a question in chat from Eric. He said, should I play white side in a Zion and drew lineup? I think you can do that. Uh, what's your take on that Kurt? Yeah. Um, I'm not super high on white side, but I don't dislike him here. Um, just because I don't like these guys who are slow, these bigs who are slow in these fast paced environment against teams that are fast paced. I, I get it. There's more possessions, but it seems like it, they're usually not there to get the offensive rebounds. You know, teams are already, you know, shooting, shooting by the time they're getting up the floor. Um, so I kind of downgrade them. Whiteside, obviously if this game stays at a pace where he can control the middle, then, you know, yeah, he, he definitely has an advantage with favors on him, but, uh, He's also been, I don't know, he's he's not my favorite play is all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I, listen, I think he projects as a pretty good play, but I think there's really good pivots, right? Like, I think Embiid is a great pivot who you mentioned at the center position. Yeah, I like, I'm like playing him. I'm playing – I'm going on this narrative straight. I'm playing Embiid. Embiid's putting up 70 fantasy points tonight, 60-plus. 
Yep. I, I like the Embiid call. I think, uh, I think he's a really good pivot off of, uh, off of a guy like Whiteside. Uh, listen, let's, let's stay on the bull side of the ball. And the reason why I want to stay on the bull side is I was looking at some stuff in the lineup HQ and figured I'd pull it up. Uh, your boy, right? One of your buddies, JSU Rab. He's got a conviction play here. I wanted to get your take on it, but we should probably just follow him, right? The Zumba constructor, the, the, the you know, wins 100K every single week. Man, uh, wins the RG basketball tournament. I mean, he's just winning everything. He's got Thomas Sinaranski as a conviction play, which kind of surprised me, right? 4.9K, I get it. A uh, little revenge spot, too, for Sinaranski against Washington in Washington. Uh, curious your take on him. I think he looks like he grades out as a pretty good play. Wasn't a guy that was really on my radar, but figured I'd talk to you about him. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you get revenge, right? You get you know, a matchup with his former team. You get uh, a game that's really juicy from a fantasy perspective a massive pace up spot you know Chris Dunn is is out so um we can count on a a bunch of minutes for him you know played 32 minutes in his last game I think he's an awesome play yeah and this is the first blood revenge game like I'm not seeing any Washington game so uh yeah I'm with you on that I think that's a good call he's played him twice oh has he I'm not seeing it here that's why I'm confused uh oh yeah he has he did play him and he had 31 fantasy points in the one I guess I missed it while I was scrolling uh so yeah, I mean, listen, he's 36 got, and the one before that. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty good for that price. I got 4.9 K. Uh, you know, you can see JSU Rabbi. He does these filters all the time with the conviction plays. He's on crunch time with Andy means a lot. I uh, don't know if he's on today, but uh, yeah, JSU definitely gives some good takes. I wanted to get that from you. Uh, listen, JSU I, is the freaking man. Yeah, man. He absolutely crushes it. Uh, I did want to ask you um, about some of these other Chicago guys, and I don't know why it's not. I got to refresh this page; it's not popping up. But um, listen, we love targeting Washington, right? I like targeting Washington. I like targeting Memphis. I like targeting the Pelicans. Those are three teams I'm always looking to target. So I wanted to ask you, you know, besides Levine and Sadoransky, it sounds like we both have some interest in them. The more we've talked about it, who are some other guys you're looking at? Because I think Kobe White, Chandler Hutchinson. I know they were chalk the other day, but I think those two guys could be a little intriguing today. Yep. I uh, like them both. Kobe White, uh, the minutes are up, has room for even more massive usage. Um, ben Jack and shots. That's what we want. He's going to have plenty of extra possessions in this one to do that and a uh, poor defense. So really like him. I like Chandler Hutchinson's a lot too. I said it the last time I was doing a show. I think this kid's for real. He's supposed to be, they want him to be a starting player. Now he has the opportunity, um, you know, with decent draft pick. He's, he's kind of a good two-way player. He can play some D he can, he can, put up some defensive stats. He can hit a three. Um, you know, he's, he's capable scorer out there. So, and the minutes have just been, been massive for him. So, and his price still is just a little bit too low. So, um, especially in this matchup, I think you have to love him. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I did want to ask you, here's a question on FanDuel specifically. We got Kobe white at 4.1 K he is 6% owned and we got Murray, right? He is 5.1 K he's a thousand dollars more and 39% owned. Uh, I kind of think white might be the better play there, even in cash games, right? Uh, even at the ownership, I kind of don't care. I think maybe that one K you could use in other areas. I think it's kind of intriguing to look at. Um, how about you? I think that white is a really great tournament pivot off of a Murray on FanDuel. Yeah, I uh, totally agree. I think that is worth looking at. We actually just got so a QQ from the I, Discord. I've, I've been told to say whispering eye to you. Uh, I don't know why you'd say that to me. That I, I don't know. Uh, Grant Grant told me to say that. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me, but uh, okay. I guess that sounds good. I thought um, you might know, but no, I, I don't know. Uh, the last time I talked with Grant, we were supposed to go to the candy store in Nashville and it never happened. Uh, still tilted about that. Didn't get to get more tons of good stuff there, but that candy uh, store was a disappointment by the way. What, what do you mean? It was awesome. I don't know. Uh, I thought what, I had all the good stuff. Like what? 
I mean, they had they had chocolate covered s'mores, they had chocolate covered marshmallows, they had all the good stuff, man. Uh, they had, I, I was supposed to go get a ton of the candy and like get a pound of it. Uh, it didn't end up happening. But the can the, the big T candy cigarettes. I gave one to Big T. It was awesome. Yeah, he loves those things. <laughs> they're the best. They're really they're really really good. Um, but uh, we got a uh, we got a Discord chat question that popped up. Uh, uh, who would you rather roster? Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Paul George, or Drew Holiday? Wow. Um, man, I actually think this is a, this is the wrong play, but I actually think it's a good spot for Kemba tonight. Um, I think he's going to step up and, and go off in this game tonight instead of being uh, passive. But who are the other ones? Paul George. Uh, Paul George, uh, Drew Holiday. Um let me see. It's in the RG chat. I'm pulling it up now. Uh, it's in the free chat here. You can get on Discord. It's Paul George. It's Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and Drew Holiday. Tatum's going to do well, too. Um, one of those Celtics guys. That's my Homer Celtics pick for you. All right. Yeah, We'll jump to the Celtics in a little bit, but uh, we talked about Chicago uh, for a good amount. Um, any final guys like Luke Cornett, any interest in him? Uh, could he fit this game environment? It's a game that could fit in, but I don't think I love him too much. Maybe like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not prioritizing him. I would kind of, I, I don't mind Thad, um, just because of uh, the pace, you know, he's a guy that can, can clean up on the offensive glass, you know, put backs and whatnot and can get some steals, some blocks, whatnot. And uh, the minutes have been really nice with him. Um, so he would be, uh, he'd be the guy I'd look to. All right. Let's talk about the Washington side and then we'll head to the Celtics. I'm, I'm excited to talk about that game a little bit. I think there's some good stuff, but uh, listen over here on the lineup HQ, we got Bertans, right? This could be a good game for him. Uh, I think, you know, he's got projected for 32 minutes. 5.8 point per dollar. This is a pretty good spot. I think he's really intriguing here as a good option. I also like Bradley Beal, but it seems a little pricey. He's only 12% owned. He could be a guard pivot off of Zach Levine. Uh, talk to me about those two guys and some of your favorite Washington Wizards. Um, Hachimura is probably my favorite from the front court. Um, because first of all, we want someone in the in the front court against the Bulls. We know this. It's obvious every single game. They're they're just so bad uh, in that front court. They're dead last in both in DVP for against the power forward and the center position. Um, man, Mahimi probably has a good game in this one, but uh, Hachimura is a guy who's going to get a bunch of minutes, especially if um, they're going to limit. You know, Wagner is going to be on a limit and whatnot. So he's a he's a capable scorer. Yeah. He's H- a guy Hachimura's that, on a limit too, by the way. Uh, he is. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's probably like what is what's his limit. We don't know the exact limit, um, but it says 20. He played 24 minutes, 28 and 25. Um, I don't know what the exact limit is going to be. Obviously, Wagner's obviously limited. Um, Hachimura. Can, he played he, 29 in on uh, the 7th. I wouldn't bet 29. We have at 28 right now. I would probably move it down to 25 if I was doing the projections, but uh, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I missed that. No, I, I saw Wagner. I missed the Hachimura the comment. So, okay, forget that. Um, it's tough, man. There's just, I don't know who, who we can count on then from the, we want to take advantage of this matchup, but who's going to be the guy. I mean, maybe Mahimi. Yeah. It's not the, uh, not the greatest spot for some of these. Wizards. I think it's Bertans. I think that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Right you're now. probably right. To be honest. 
Yep. Uh, has a good smash percentage. Think he could be really intriguing. Uh, someone that you could look to. Uh, guys, listen up. We're at 133 likes, guys. We need 200 likes. We got 17 minutes to do that. Listen, 200 likes we need. So give us that like. Give us that subscribe. We would appreciate it. If you get 200 likes, Chris, what do they get? You could see the P- PGA show, the can't miss show. You got to got to do it. Yeah, man, with some of the best, right? Who doesn't want to watch a show with Notorious? Uh, you know, he finally jumps on the uh, you know videos to to do that. You guys get his content every single day over here on Roto Grinders. Notorious is on it. SDL cards. Drew Matthews, uh, jump on in, guys. Listen, hit that like and then sweat out some PGA. It is absolutely awesome. But let's move on over. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics now, Chris. Uh, what do you want to do with these guys? Sounds like you got some pretty good takes on this situation. We're both Celtics fans, and uh, they don't pop up as the greatest point-per-dollar plays today, but I think in tournaments there's some good leverage opportunities. Who do you got here? I mean, it's 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 just all the guy, like the scores, right? We There's going to be plenty of extra possessions in this game, um, less defense from the – from uh, Houston than we're than we're used to. Problem is they're they're getting all healthier and all the bodies back. But like Jalen Brown is cheap um, for what he's capable of doing. Um, he could really excel in the up the, the pay, up and pace game. But I think Kemba is going to go off in this game. Um, whether it's Westbrook Harden on him, whoever they throw on him, I don't care. I th- I think he's going to be looking to score and he's going to be you know he's going to love this fast paced environment. So. Those would be my two favorite would be Jalen and Kemba. Um, I do think Tatum has a good game. It's just uh, his price is kind of uh, catapulted up. Yeah, we got in chat, Chris Tover asking, will Levine be chalk? Yes, uh, Levine will definitely be chalk. And there's some good pivots here, right? Like Kemba's a guy you mentioned that you liked a little bit. That could be a good pivot off of Levine. I mean, we both think Levine is a great play, but if you want to make a pivot in your lineup, I think that's a guy you'd go to. I really like Tatum in this spot. Um, talk to me here, Chris, because I think this team could go really, really small, right? I think you could see a lineup closing the game out of Jalen Brown, Jason, uh, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Marcus Smart. I mean, it makes sense that those guys get massive minutes. And if that's the case, you could see some of these guys pop. Obviously, I don't think you want to play, you know, two to three Celtics in your lineup, but I think one of these guys has an opportunity to have a big game. I'd probably put at least, not at least, but I'd probably limit my Celtics to two Celtics, maybe just one per team if that's what I was doing. I'm not saying you have to have one Celtic on every team, but I wouldn't want to go overboard on these Celtics, but I think they're really strong plays. Yeah. Um, Tatum will probably come in the lowest zone because of his price, I, th- I think. But he you know, he definitely does have the most upside. But, um, yeah, I, I like I like the, the, the guys who can score and excel in fast-paced games. So we're on, we have the same thought process about them you know, going small. Um, there's definitely a lot of, lot of ways that they can accomplish that. I think if you're going to play one big, it would have to be Daniel Tice. But, um, and he could potentially you know, do some scoring on the offensive end, but uh, certainly not a priority. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the opposite and smart, side. Smart is going to play a ton of minutes in this game. Yeah, they'll use him a ton. Let's talk about the opposite side because we got a question in chat. Uh, is Robert Covington being overlooked? Uh, yeah, I think that he's a guy you can look at, but I don't think he's getting overlooked. Um, I think 34% ownership we have over here. He's not a guy that's overlooked, but I think he's a really strong play. 35% smash percentage. We got him at a 6.1 point per dollar. Uh, I like Robert Covington. I think he's a really strong cash game play. How about you? Uh, yeah, he's going to be chalky for sure. Um, so I don't think he's going overlooked. Uh, he's nice and cheap on DK. Yeah. How about Westbrook and uh, Harden? I think Westbrook is my guy. I would prefer, I kind of think the way Brad Stevens is going to play this game. I think Brad is going to, you know, take Westbrook and be okay with him getting those two. I think they're really going to double up Harden and just try and make sure that they don't get a ton of threes off. 
or do their best to limit the threes, right? Make them have difficult looks. And I think they'll yield to some Westbrook too. So I, I can see Westbrook having a big game and the Rockets still losing this game. I know he's 26% owned, but I think Westbrook's probably behind Covington. I think Westbrook's probably my favorite Rocket play. A uh, tough matchup for sure, but like you said, I totally agree. There is they're going to be they're going to that's going to be part of their game plan is to allow Russell Westbrook to take shots. Um, they do have the thing is this is a bad matchup for the Rockets because the Celtics have so many good defensive good de- good defensive options to to use on both Harden and Westbrook. You know, with Jalen, with uh, with Marcus Smart, um, Tatum can slow people down too. Um, so. It's going to be tough, but Westbrook will be the guy who has, you know, higher usage in this game. I think, I think they're going to, you're going to see a lot of doubling on Harden. Yeah. Um, any interest in Daniel house tonight? We got a question from Santos Ramirez. Any interest in Daniel house as an option? Uh, maybe not, not really. You? No, not really. We also have one more. I'll give you one more guy um, in this, in this game. Ben McElmore, he's 1% owned, but it's his birthday, says Thomas in the in the YouTube chat. Um, so I'm not interested in Ben McElmore. I'm not jumping on it for the birthday. Um, what about you? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I like I like the other – I like the value plays in the other games. Like this game, the Celtics are just so good at limiting production that it's just tough. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we're both lower on this game than, than it sounds like others. The real guy we're interested in, it sounds like, is Covington. So, yeah, um, listen, let's talk about the one uh, – is there one other game we haven't talked about? No, not really. We've talked about most of the games and most of the plays. Uh, guys, you can fire up questions in the chat, but we're going to build a lineup, Chris. Uh, what site do you want to build it on? DraftKings, Yahoo, Fantasy Draft, FanDuel? What's the site you want to look at? You do it. You You choose. Listen, we got, we got you here, Chris, right? We got Devo, our producer, who shipped a ton of Yahoo money. Let's do Yahoo. Um, let, let's talk about the Yahoo and, and try and help Devo win some more money again because he won $1,000 last week uh, or more. So uh, congrats to him. Our producer, Devin, absolutely crushed it. But we will build out a Yahoo team for you guys. I'll pull up the lineup preview now. And we'll try to answer some questions along the way. Uh, let's go to point guard. Who is your favorite play here? at the point guard position. It looks like Sadoransky is popping up as a guy. I think he's someone we should put in for our boy JSU. Uh, Sado's going to be massive chalk. Um, I definitely like him too. Yeah. Let's he's just so in- cheap. He's 15. He's got, you know, plenty of equity from the defensive stat side steals. So uh, yeah, you can plug him right in. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And then maybe at our guard spot, we'll put a, another point guard. We'll have to see. How about uh, the shooting guard position? Uh, Zach Levine is there at $38. He's someone we talked about a lot. Beal could be a nice pivot at 46, but feels a little bit pricey. You like CJ McCollum too at 27. I don't mind putting him in there. Uh, any other options you're looking at? Um, I mean, Levine is the chalk. CJ's fine. Uh, you could potentially, if you want a lower own, like you want to get a low owned Harden tonight is, definitely the night to do that um so five game slate you know i don't think i do think westbrook has a better game than him but like it's not out of the range of outcomes for harden to go off i mean he can go off against anybody so uh you're gonna get him at extremely low ownership but uh i think that those are the those are the plays right now well you know me i'm, I'm gonna play the chalk in levine uh and it's a good run back obviously um or not a good run they're on the same team so that might maybe that hurts each other a little too much i'll let you pick though Who, who's the shooting guard guy you want i mean just throw levine in there yeah we'll throw him in for now and if we have to make a pivot maybe we'll do that guys real quick we're 163 likes we got 10 minutes left on the show we got to get to 200 likes we need 37 guys uh 37 likes if you do that we get the pga show for free so again 37 more likes we get the 200 please hit the like button for us and the subscribe button if you're enjoying this and want to come back for more shows that we have over here on roto grinders 
Now let's head on over to the small forward position. We talked about Chandler Hutchinson and Lonnie Walker. They seem like two cheap chalk options, or we could, you know, maybe pay up and try to be a little bit different. Uh, you know, Brandon Ingram's a guy we don't think plays. We don't love Tobias Harris. Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of guys we like. Maybe Jason Tatum at $41, but um, I don't know. Which way do you want to go? You want to just pay for the cheap chalk or try and get some leverage at the top? It's Chandler Hutchinson. All right, Chandler Hutchinson it is. The other guy we could go is Ariza um, if we want to be a little different. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll put in Hutchinson now. If we feel like we have to get different and we got the money, maybe we'll go back up to Ariza. Let's look at power forward. And again, power forward, we talked about liking Zion a ton. Uh, we were big fans of him. Uh, Bertans is there getting some ownership at $20. Um, Zion's the guy I kind of want to plug in. Um, Thad Young at $19 we talked about is interesting, but I don't know if we want to go Thad. I don't think that fits our build, and we want to maybe get a little bit different. So paying for a guy like that who's going to be super high owned doesn't seem like the best move. Um, Covington at $23 could be in play. Uh, who's your power forward? Um, I mean, it's Zion. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll put Zion in. I'm perfectly fine with that. Let's head on over to center now. And listen, I mean, I'm playing Aldridge, I think. I know it's 33%, but we did have a pivot, right? We had Embiid, and maybe we could just play both. I don't know if $30 is too much. We'd rather just play the pivot at $41. That price discrepancy seems like it's small enough where maybe we just want to go Embiid and be a bit different. What do you think? I mean, you can play them both. Yeah, we could obviously do that too. And I'm, I'm trying to look now how much money we have left for position. We got 25. Let's do this. Let's plug in both. Let's plug in Aldridge. Let's plug in Embiid. And now we have $15 for the last two spots. I think we can make this work pretty easily. Let's figure out a way to do that. Let's put the point guard and shooting guard and just look at the guards and see if we can find a cheap one. We got Ish Smith as a guy that you can plug in there if you want to get a Washington guy. Ran back. He's kind of high owned. Um, Patty Mills is a guy at $15. I saw we could go to, um, who, who's one of the, the cheaper guards you'd like. It's Kobe white, Derek white. Okay. Let's do, let's do Derek white. That, that, I think that makes some sense. Maybe that, um, I don't know. Kobe white. I don't, I don't think I want to go Kobe white, Sandoransky and Levine, right? That's probably too many. Bulls I'm, I'm, I'm going to be loading up, but that's, that's how I play. I'm going to have so many. Bulls so guys. can we play four bulls on Yahoo in tournaments and you feel okay with that? I mean, cash games, I, I understand it more, but if we're trying to win the tournament, would they eat into each other too much? Or are you just saying, I don't care. It's Washington. And I want to just, it comes down to pricing and, and these guys are cheap. All right, listen, let's do it, man. Let's, let's fire up Kobe white. And then let's go to forward with our $19 and see what we can do. And maybe we can get a, uh, maybe we can get like a, a, a wizard here, right? Cause we don't have any wizards. If you're playing four bulls, you might want one wizard uh, ran back there. Let's look at some of the pricing on these guys. We got Troy Brown at $19. We got a uh, Hachimura. We talked about him. We don't know what that minutes limit is going to be. I wish we could get Bertans at $20 and move another guy around. So then um, we'd have to take a, a, a cheaper point guard, like a, a $10 play. Let's do this. Let's do, let's put in Bertans. Okay. Cause we already have three bulls and let's plug in Patty Mills. Uh, I think we both think he's a pretty solid play. Uh, maybe not as great of a play on Yahoo, but at $10, I think he's someone that we can look at and could be a strong play here with Murray, maybe getting more limited than we expect. How's that look as a lineup, Chris? Yeah, that's good. All right, you guys, that is our Yahoo lineup. We're going to hit the QQs now. We need nine more likes, guys. Hit us with nine more, and we're home free, right, Chris? Uh, we get the free pre-GA video. That should be pretty easy enough. Yep. Uh, I do like uh, Troy Brown, too. I just want to say that. Okay, yeah. I played Troy Brown the other day, and it, it did not go well for me, but maybe with those minutes limit, that can help him out there. Uh, and this game environment probably fits him pretty well. I like them against Memphis, and, again, this is a pretty good spot, right, against Chicago. Uh, up and down should be a small ballish game. Let's go to some QQs now in the chat. Uh, I'm going back and looking at some questions. Uh, good price point on Hayward on FanDuel from Andrew. I agree with that. I think Jalen Brown's price on FanDuel is better, though. Uh, he's a guy I definitely like a ton. I think he's going to get some ownership. 
Um, let's see. Lillard isn't in a good spot tonight to continue a hot, hot run. What do you think about that, Chris, on Lillard? Yeah, uh, certainly like him. All right, we got Mello and Sam. On Fandle. I mean, the price is just – it's fine on Fandle. Yeah, DK, it's a little pricier. Uh, we got John Supic. He is saying Mello and Sadoransky or Hutchinson and Murray. Uh, who do you got there? I mean, it's you're playing with fire with Murray, but like if Murray gets a bunch of minutes tonight, um, he's going to crush. Then he, yeah. So then I, I would definitely like the the Hutchinson, um, Dejounte Murray, but like there is risk there with getting popped in this game and being on a back to back and you know, them being such a, a team that likes to like load management, you know, load manage guys in general. So it's, it's a little bit risky, but uh, I definitely like that. I agree with you on that. He is a strong play. It just depends if you want to take the risk on uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, and there's Popovich can do a ton of different things and be frustrating at times. Uh, Gallinari or Jalen Brown on FanDuel. I have Jalen Brown. How about you? Oh, Jalen. Yeah. By the way, Gallinari, we didn't mention him uh, too much today. We didn't mention too many Thunder guys. Um, Anyone interest there? I think Gallinari at 5.8K is my favorite Thunder option. Uh, How about you? Um, Yeah, I like – I don't have a ton of interest in Thunder in general. I tell you one guy that I won't be playing. I don't think – I hope I don't end up playing. Like, Steven Adams is going to be chalky on, like, pretty much every site, and I would get as far away from that as you possibly can. Yeah, I, I'm with you, right? He's popping in some projections. If I fall on Steven Adams, I'll maybe do it. But he's a guy I'm trying to stay away from today, I think. So uh, I'm not in love with Steven Adams. But there's a chance I play him. But I, I, Gallinari is my favorite guy in this. Uh, I'd probably look to. Uh, I think he's the best spur. And then if you maybe pick a guard, who would I go to? I think it'd be Chris Paul at 6.8K. Uh, I think he could be a really good guard pivot off of a guy like Levine. So I think he's a good tournament option. Um, I think he's someone that you should consider. Uh, let's go back to some of the QQs. Uh, any interest in Hachimura tonight? Uh, we, we liked him, but we are worried about the minutes limit and we don't know exactly what it is. So I lean on the projection sites, whatever minutes they have for him. Uh, what about you? What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I want to hear something on that, but like he is cheap and he can score. So, um, I don't mind it. I, I, I'll look into it a little bit after this, after our show and see if I can get it, read some quotes and whatnot. But cause I did have a bunch of interest in him. Yep, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, I posted it in chat and, you know, doing the show, sometimes you misread stuff. So maybe I misread it, but uh, I, I do worry about that a bit. Uh, is Cornette a last viable piece in DKGPPs, Chris? Um, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's yeah, he's, he, he could do well. Um, he could do very poorly too. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, he, he could have a good game here. Um, does Potal start or Lyles? Who is the better play? I think, uh, you know, it's whoever starts, right? Just worry about that. I think Lyles is the guy who starts, but how about you? I think they're both. I think Pertle is definitely a lot sneakier. I think there's equity there for him to potentially get the start and it to be after lock and no one to have any, you know, be thinking about him whatsoever. Um, I think Lyles is a good play regardless. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking to play more of these guys than to to mess with this uh, guard roulette. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, who's your favorite prop tonight? What's your lock bet on sharp side? Uh, tell the people, and then I'll tell them mine. Uh, we already told them, but we'll tell them again. It's the Lonzo Ball uh, over seven and a half assists. Yep, and I got the over on Jalen rebound. Uh, Jalen Brown five and a half rebounds. Those are our sharp side locks, guys. Uh, jump on on the sharp side. Swipe right and left and hit the lock button. You know, you get a streak, you win some money. Uh, it's absolutely free to do. Who doesn't love free money? Uh, you know, Andrew Montgomery says he thinks Westbrook has a big game tonight. How about you, Chris? 
I think Westbrook has a decent game tonight. I think uh, it's still an incredibly tough matchup, but like he's the one that's going to benefit from this Rocco uh, signing and uh, getting rid of their center, you know, and just playing small ball. It's all about getting space for Westbrook to be able to attack the rim. So uh, yeah, I'm on board with Westbrook. I just, it's just a tough matchup with the Celtics. All righty. Listen, guys, we're at 214 likes. Thanks. Because we hit that, you get the free PGA video, guys. So check that out. I got one piece of news and then one final question, and then we will get on out of here. Uh, I posted it in the chat. Gentry said, Brandon Ingram will try and see how his ankle feels in warmups. His ankle has some swelling. So BI will let them know how he's doing after his pregame routine. Chris, what's your first look thoughts on that? What's the point in playing this guy tonight? Uh, I um, agree with you. I think just resting him with the all-star break coming makes sense. I mean, they did say that he was going to play a game before the All-Star break, but why not make it be the last game, you know, if any? I'm with you on that. And here's the final question, and then we're going to get on out of here. Uh, I'm a single-entry player. Do you have a couple of locks for single-entry tournaments, low stakes? Who's your lock of the night, Chris? Embiid. All right. Lock lock Embiid. He's got Embiid as his lock. Uh, I'll give you um, on on overall, I'll give you Aldridge. He's probably my lock. But uh, on DraftKings, 5.8K, I really like Gallinari. I think he's a pretty good play. Uh, love him as a good turn. And he's he's never going to kill you either. So, like. Yeah, and he can pop, man. And, and you yeah. know, the, the Spurs, right? Terrible, terrible defense. Uh, definitely. Good matchup for him, too. Yep. Yep. Think he could be interesting. Good cash game play. Good tournament play, especially in single entries. But listen, guys, we got to get on out of here. We have crunch time next. Thanks a lot for joining us. For me, Travis Mangone, for Chris Kirkwood, Kirk Dees, we're out of here.